0: industries for the blind presents blind living radio where you'll hear interesting topics fun stories and important news about our blind and visually impaired community it's time now for blind living radio
1: Boogie Woogie Santa Claus.
2: The Boogie Woogie Santa comes to town every Christmas day. Boogie Woogie with Blind Living Radio. Hi, Danielle.
3: Hi, Harley.
2: I'm Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio. And
3: I'm Danielle
2: Crapo. You know, it is the holidays.
3: It is. It is. That is Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs.
2: It is a good one. It's catchy and... I'm, good part is, I don't sing. The mic didn't come on while I was singing. Nice. You know what, I'm excited about what we have to look forward to in the coming year.
3: So am I. I, uh, I'm already planning my New Year's resolutions.
2: Uh oh. You know what else is, I think, cool is we have two dogs in the studio today. We do! You know, and, and as, as the sighted guy of the group, I see two dogs.
3: And as, as the uh, blind half of the hosting team, uh, I feel two dogs on my feet actually.
2: Oh, really? They're nestled up against your feet? Yeah,
3: it's kind of toasty.
2: Because I think one of the things with the holidays is friends and family and getting together with people. So we decided to bring more people into the studio today.
3: We did. We're all we're all uh, curled up like. Oh, right here we
2: have we have Cindy Alioto with us. Hello, Cindy. Hello. And Tony Crapo. Hello. Tony, you know Danielle from somewhere. Is that right?
4: Yes, we sit in front of the fireplace all the time.
2: And you've been a previous guest on a show talking about sports. Yes, bowling balls. In particular. Bowling balls. We talked a lot of bowling balls. And you wear a wedding ring. Who wears a matching wedding ring? Uh, Cindy. Danielle. (gasps) Incorrect answer was Cindy. Danielle is the right answer. By the way, just for the record, Danielle held her hand up to show me her matching ring to your matching ring to say you guys are like... Zs or something.
3: <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yes, Tony and I are married. We've been married for six and a half years now. And we actually met at the Seeing Eye where we got our guide dogs.
2: And also in the studio, so we've got you, Danielle, mm-hmm. married to Tony, who happens to be blind. We have two guide dogs, which is how you guys met, a guide dog school, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And then Cindy. Yes. Who is also blind joining us.
1: Yes. But you do not have a dog. No, I do not. I have a white cane.
2: Is it really white? It's got a little red on it. Well,
1: they call it a white cane, but there's a red tip.
2: We'll do a whole story on white canes.
3: Yeah, we actually have. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, We did an episode on white canes uh, back in October.
2: Episode four. Episode four. No, I don't know if it was but it was a while ago. It
3: was. So Cindy, speaking of, you know, canes and dogs and that, we thought it'd be kind of fun, you know, we have talked about guide dogs on the show, we've talked about canes, but we wanted to get other people's opinions about, you know, why they choose the mobility aid that they do. So I wanted to ask you kinda, you know, what made you decide to stay with a cane versus having a dog?
1: The main reason is a dog is a very big responsibility and with all the things I do in my life, I don't have time. Between the cleanup and taking it for walks and grooming, guide dogs are wonderful, but it just doesn't suit my lifestyle. So it's a personal preference yes. for you? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So but do you
2: still get around? Yes. Don't don't you have more mobility with a dog?
1: Not necessarily, no.
2: We'll talk about that more in a minute. <clears throat> On to Tony now, right, Danielle?
3: That's right. So, Tony, you used to travel with a cane before you got your first dog, right? That's correct. So what was the thought process that led you to want to get a dog
4: i could never walk straight with a cane i was always veering either to the left or to the right excellent cane traveler by the way i just i veer off and the the cane slowed me down quite a bit i wanted to travel more of a straight line and a lot faster than what i was walking
2: you do walk very fast with your dog
4: i walk very fast
2: very fast your dog has paced for you
3: yeah, a uh, family outing means Tony walks half a block ahead at all times and Val and I run for our lives to try to catch up.
2: <laughs> and Cindy, you get around very well also. I've I've had the pleasure to watch you run around the building and you you move very quickly. Yes, I do. And Too fast
1: sometimes. There are other yes. people
2: that don't move quickly.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. It depends how comfortable you are with your situ- your area, your situation around you.
2: Right. And I think that's one thing working in the in the office you both work in industries for the blind. And the hallways, you're there all the time, so you know it very well. Yes. And we've talked, Danielle, in the past about the hardwood floor at intersections. You probably know how many steps it is from the water fountain to your turn to get to your desk. Yes. And how many steps it is then to the next turn or paces Mm -hmm. or strides. Plus, you use your cane and you know when you hit an intersection. Yes.
3: You don't lose any of the experience that a dog handler would have just because you use a cane.
1: No. The big difference between that is the dog takes you around an object. My cane will find the object and let me
2: know it's there. And then you have to be the one to rationalize how to do it.
3: To go around it, yes.
2: You know, speaking about going around, I think it's time to go around with our sponsor, Industries for the Blind, and take a quick break.
3: Sounds good to me. We'll be right back on Blind Living Radio.
0: Blind Living Radio is brought to you by Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Learn more at ibmilw.com. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952.
3: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Blind Living Radio. I'm Danielle Crapo, joined in the studio by several people today. Harley's here. Hey, Harley.
2: Hello, Danielle.
3: Cindy Eliotto's here. Hello. And Tony Crapo's here. Hello. Hello. Tony, before the break, we were talking with Cindy, and one thing that she had brought up was that the cane is going to bring her to an object where your dog kind of gets you around an object. Um, But are there any other main difference that you see With the mobility, with the dog versus the cane?
4: That is the main difference. Instead of hitting an obstacle and trying to figure out my way around it, I just, I keep moving. Come to the object, and I'll either go to the left or the right, and I'll just keep moving. Another thing is stairs. The dog will slow down before we come to the stairs, and when we approach it, slowly move to the edge. Same with the curbs, same idea.
3: But both of you have to know how to travel safely, right? No matter if you have a dog or a cane, you need to still have basic skills to be able to get around safely, right?
4: That's correct. They'll watch you at the the guide dog school to make sure that you are a good and safe cane traveler. And even before you go out to the, to the school, you need to get a letter of recommendation from a mobility instructor.
3: And Cindy, you've worked with a mobility instructor before too in a different capacity though, right? Yes. So what kind of things did your mobility instructor show you? Like with the stairs, is there similar techniques? If you're using your cane properly, it'll
1: find the stairs, either hit it for going up or it'll start going down and you'll know what's coming up. That's where the long cane comes handy. And what, what style of cane do you use? Mine just goes up to underneath my arm. The long cane goes up to your nose. So you're using more of a standard. Does your cane fold? Yes, I have a folding cane, yes. There's folding and there's the straight ones and there's telescoping.
3: That's my favorite is the
1: telescoping. They fit in your pocket better. Yeah. <laughs> or your purse. Or your purse, yes.
2: It doesn't fit in my purse.
3: Because oh, you you're more of a clutch type of person. A clutch.
2: I'm a clutch kind of person. <laughs> kind of like a clutch basketball player. That's oh. me. It's got my name all over it. I see. So you two coexist very well. One dog user, one cane user. See how I'm trying to cause a little friction? And it's not working.
3: Just because you're, you know, using a guide dog doesn't mean that you're against canes. And like, Cindy, you actually have a pet dog, right? Yes, I do. So just because you're using a cane doesn't mean that you're an anti-dog person. It just comes down to personal preference, right? The, The theory
1: is whether you use a guide dog or a cane, use the tools that are out there. Get up, get out, and be independent. It's how you feel you can be independent.
2: Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's really what it's mm-hmm. about is being independent. You're very active in several outdoor living yes. groups, and you bowl, and Tony yes. bowls, and you two both, I would say, are very mobile. Yeah,
4: I, I actually, um, if I didn't move to a dog, navigating with a cane, um, I'd be a lot slower. I, I wouldn't travel to other cities just because of the fear of not knowing my environment. And with the dog, I get out there and I just go. I, I go.
3: So he gives you confidence.
4: There's absolutely more confidence given to me by the dog opposed to the cane.
2: And, and that, that's a personal thing to you. Correct.
1: See, now I feel more comfortable with the cane, although I've never had a dog. But I just I like being able to feel my my tip of my cane are my eyes, and I like to feel what's around me.
2: Sure.
3: And if you ever need a dog fix, you can just come in my office yes. and say hello to <laughs> Bella. Say hello Vala.
2: <laughs> and or. Cindy, so do you think part of using a cane and your comfortableness with a cane might be you lost your eyesight later in life?
1: Yes, I've only been totally blind six years. Um, I've been using a cane for 10. The first four years, I just used to hold it in my hand for identification so people knew I was losing, you know, that I couldn't see very well. Right. And then um, now I use it. Forever. I mean, it's my eyes. In fact, at one time, I was out on a uh, trip with a bunch of people, and my cane broke. And people were guiding me around, but I felt very lost because I didn't have my eyes. Right. And then I went to the group. I said, hey, guys, guess what? I'm blind. And they said, yeah, right. uh uh-huh, Cindy, we all know that. I said, no, I broke my cane. I'm blind. I lost my eyes. So somebody borrowed me their cane for the rest of the trip because I felt really lost without it.
2: Well, and that's your way of getting around and that's what brings you security mm-hmm. and comfort
1: it is your security blanket yeah just like the dog is for tony
2: which i think is is really neat the the one thing a, a cane when you're walking with a cane how do you know there might be a low-lying branch or something ahead of you
1: that's the only downfall you don't <laughs>
2: and that's a, that's that's an advantage of the dog The dog, the dog looks up down technically right, should left. see that yes technically
1: technically should see that. sometimes they don't but technically
3: yes also, too, what, what you would say, I guess, is a low point with the dog is, uh, you know, at the same time, the cane doesn't see branches, but with the dog, like you have mentioned, Cindy, you, there's a lot more responsibility. You're not, you don't just put it in the corner until the next no, time you go I out. No, can,
1: I can just, I go to my desk, I stand it in the corner, and I sit at my desk where all these lovely dog users have to get up and move them around and take them outside. And, yeah.
4: The dog is actually doing a lot for me. So, I, you know, the responsibility part of that doesn't bug me. I will take him out, feed him water him but he's also getting me from point a to point b not running me into things my head not hitting branches not falling off of curbs into holes not getting hit by cars one of the pretty cool things about a dog is if you're at a curb ready to cross the street and there's a car coming and you tell the dog to, you give the dog the command to go continue on across the street, and the the dog sees the car, he'll stop. It's called intelligent disobedience.
3: So basically what it all boils down to is that there's, no matter how you get around, whether it be with a cane or a dog, just making sure that you're safe about it and you're being independent is the bigger picture. All right, you know what? I think it's going to be a good time for a little break. Uh, We will be right back with Blind Living Radio.
0: Blind Living Radio. Dedicated to enhancing the blind and visually impaired community while enlightening and educating others. Blindlivingradio.com Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas, joined in the studio with Danielle Crapo. Hello, Hel- Danielle.
3: Hello, Harley.
2: And we have two special guests, Cindy Aliotto and Tony Crapo. Hmm, same last name. Hmm. You're in, As part of Blind Living Radio, we want to talk about things that are fun and things that happen in our lives. And you know what's right around the corner, Danielle.
3: Yes, sir. New Year's.
2: New Year's. New Year's resolutions. New Year's Eve.
3: A the, new year, a fresh start.
2: The big ball that falls from that building in New York that you saw?
3: Yeah, we were up close, well, we were, were kind of, close. of up close. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cindy, do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Um, basically just to
1: help my family get where they want to be. Aw,
2: that's
3: a nice yeah. one. Don't break that one. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> Always fun to try to try to keep the family happy yes. in, in the new year. Yes. Yes. Maybe something, uh, a little more volunteer work on your part. I don't know how you have time, but.
3: What about you, Tony?
4: I don't make resolutions because I never keep them. Oh, man. Hey, I live life to the fullest.
3: So you're not going to resolve to send me flowers every month?
4: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: Come on, Tony, be very careful how you answer (laughs) this question. Yeah. Harley? um, This is online marriage counseling, Blind Living Radio. (laughs)
4: I, I'm going to resolve to to send flowers to Danielle. All right.
2: The whole audience now has heard yeah, that. Yeah,
3: you're accountable now, bro.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> if you'd like to email Tony directly, email Tony at... <laughs> now, now. Now, now. <laughs> we don't need Tony to get a reminder every month to send flowers to a special someone.
3: Named Danielle Crapo.
2: All right. So in the studio, we also have a couple dogs that aren't just dogs. They're members of your family. So are you guys going to resolve to do something special for your service animals?
3: You know, I'm actually going to resolve to – we're taught in class to do puppy massage, and I'm not – I don't keep up with it as much as I should, and it's a really good time to bond with her. So I'm going to resolve to do that more often.
2: What about you, Tony? little puppy massage?
4: I'm going to have to follow that, yeah. To be uh, completely honest with you, uh, my first dog, Boone, we were in pet massage class, and I started massaging. You know, you started on their neck, and you worked on their body, the back, their paws. Well, Boone made this noise. He just groaned.
2: A happy groan?
4: A happy groan. And oh, everybody funny. in the class was like, oh, I'm going to get in line.
2: To to have Tony give me a massage.
4: Yes, new career.
2: I think that'd be yeah. great. Tony the masseuse. That's right. There are blind masseuses, you know. There are. It's a very popular career path for blind people.
3: It is. Is it? So is the plural of masseuse masseuse? I just have to know that.
2: You know, I might need to Google that and get back to you. <laughs> maybe on January second or third.
3: That sounds good to me.
2: <laughs> so Cindy, what are what are some things that you would like to do in the volunteer world that? Here in the local Milwaukee area or other places of the country?
1: My goal is just to tell blind people get out there and get moving, and you can do anything with just a little adaptation. So, anything that I can volunteer to show people that they can do whatever they want to do.
2: They can run, mm-hmm. snow ski, cross country Everything. ski, drive yep. a race car there's, like you did?
1: There's nothing you can't do.
2: Because you did drive a race yes, car. Yes, I did. I, I got saw first it. place. And then you would skydive if you could. You would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Yes. <laughs> Crazy.
3: <laughs> fearless.
2: Fearless. You are fearless.
3: Cindy, would you walk across a tightrope ro- tight the width
1: of a penny? No. I tried walking across a balance beam, <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> See, yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. We talked about that Was it a week. balance
2: beam? Were you like three feet off the ground, or were you like four inches off the ground? Forty feet between two trees. Forty feet between two trees. Yes. That sounds almost like a death wish more than a... I was harnessed in. Oh, man. So you would like to do a ropes course.
1: I have done the ropes course.
2: Danielle, want to do a ropes course? It's all about trust.
3: I'm good. No, uh, no thanks. It's
2: all about trust. You and Tony, I want to see you do it.
3: <laughs>
4: There's trust. it would be
2: great. There's trust. It'd There's be great.
4: trust. we got to do some snow blowing. And guess what? We do the snow blowing together.
2: I have heard the stories of snow blowing.
3: Since he can walk in a straighter line than I can, he walks behind me, he holds my shoulders, and then I actually push the snow blower.
2: That's teamwork.
3: And our driveway looks like a three year old did it.
2: Really? How yeah. do you know
3: that? We, Our neighbors tell us they say, who, who, who blowing your
2: driveway? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so have you had to do that yet in the last couple of weeks? I bet you have. Yep. And, yep. you know, snow blowing season is here in full force in the North Woods. Right. We're not really in the Northwoods. Or Milwaukee. What about with New Year's resolutions? Who does your sidewalk? We do. Who shovels your sidewalk? You guys do your own sidewalk. We snow blow it. Yep. Snow. What if there's only just a little bit of snow and you have to shovel it?
3: Then we'll go on. Like, we'll start on either side of the sidewalk, and then we'll meet in the middle, and we if we get lost, we play Marco Polo till we find each other. They
2: meet in the middle, Cindy. That's kind of funny. Marco Polo.
3: <laughs> hey, Marco Polo works. It does. Marco Polo
2: works really well. <laughs> it
3: works well. real well.
2: Hey, help me find my way around here. Marco Polo. Yep. Marco. Polo. Polo. It just doesn't work on the radio, does it? No. It's good to try it, though, every now and then.
3: Keeps us on our toes. So I'm trying to
2: think of other New Year's resolutions.
3: What are yours, Harley.
2: This show is not about Harley. <laughs> the show is about everybody else other than Harley.
3: So, uh, so what are yours, Harley? Funny girl. <laughs>
2: are you being a funny girl? Are you Always being a funny guy. I can't quite tell. <laughs> My resolutions. Let's see. Do I have resolutions? No, I don't have any. Sorry. That's all right. I have another whole few days to figure this thing out.
3: Just, like, have some leftover Christmas ham.
2: How about I host a few parties this year, increase relationships with friends and family. Uh, I'm kind of copying you, Cindy. <laughs> That's right. I, you know what? Imitation is the best form of flattery. flattery. It yes. is. Thank you. Now Thank you, you just That's have right. to do
3: puppy massage.
2: I do need to do puppy massage.
3: Well, thank you to Cindy and Tony for being on Blind Living Radio with us today. We've enjoyed you guys being in the studio.
2: Danielle, thank you for another great show. This has been Blind Living Radio.
3: Thank you, Harley. It's been great. Thank you to Cindy and Tony for being here.
2: And I think the topic today, dog versus cane, has been an excellent one. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's go around the horn real fast and give everyone well wishes for the new year. Cindy. Happy New Year and
1: be independent.
4: Happy New Year, and give pet massages.
2: Let's all line up for pet massages, everybody. (laughs) This has been Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, along with Danielle Crapo. You've been listening to Blind Blind Living Living Radio.
3: Radio. Happy Happy New Year, Year, everybody. everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com.